0: Today, well not today, uh, yesterday or two days ago was International Women's Day and um, a number of newspapers (coughs) printed articles about position of women in Islam and I wanted to uh, share my thoughts with you about that. I'll start with Chapter 4 An-Nisa
1: verse 1 Ya <clears> ayyuhanna <throat> ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وَخَلَقَ منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالاً كثيراً و Nisa. What the call? The O people, keep your duty to your Lord, who
0: created you from a single being and created its mate of the same kind, and spread from these two many men and women, and keep your duty to Allah, by whom. You demand, by whom you demand one of another your rights and to the ties of relationship. Surely Allah is ever a watcher over you. I want to repeat that and keep your duty to Allah by whom you demand one of another your rights and to the ties of relationship. Surely Allah is ever watcher over you so here keeping your duty to Allah and keeping your duty to the ties of relationship are put on the same power same power next verse I want to recite is from chapter 9 and it's verse
1: 71. والمؤمن وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ WALMUKMINATU BA'DUHUM AULIYA A UBA'DU BA'DIN YAGHURUNA BIL MA'RUFI تون من الثلاط ويو، الزكاة ويو، بعون الله ورسوله، hamuhu mullahu inna allaha azizun hakim and the believers when
0: uh, and the believers men and women are friends of one another they enjoin good and forbid evil and keep up prayer and keep the poor uh, and sorry and pay the poor right And obey Allah and his messenger. And for these, Allah will have mercy on them. Surely Allah is mighty and wise. And the next verse I want to read to you is uh, chapter 57, verse 13. Now I'm on the wrong page. (coughs) Yes, verse
1: 13. And it says... يوم يقول المنافقون والمنافقات للذين آم آمن زرنا تبس من نورك مقلرجي waaaakum falta mi surah. Faduriba bainahum bisu surahullahu baa 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 On the
0: day when the hypocrites men and women will say to those who believe wait for us that we may borrow from your light it will be said turn back and seek a light then a wall with a door in it will be raised between them within it shall be mercy and outside within it shall be mercy and outside of it chastisement so i recited the first verse from chapter 4 to show that men and women have the same essence They were created from the same soul or being or nature. In Islam we do not have this concept that man came first and the woman came as some kind of a a secondary being to serve the man's needs. For example, Uh, We have this story that God created Adam first and then Adam was lonely. And as uh, antidepressants weren't around at the time, God took one of the ribs, Adam's ribs, and he created um, uh, Eve from that rib. And then you have many stories built around that that uh, if you try and straighten a rib, it breaks and, 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 and that kind of thing. This is not a Quranic concept. These are all stories that come into religion that people bring into Islam when they embrace Islam. Just like uh, marriage customs and so on. If you go to the Punjab in Pakistan, you will see that marriage customs there, amongst the Muslims, are exactly the same if you cross the border and go to India and see the marriage customs of Hindus and and uh, Sikhs. A, a difference is beginning to emerge now, 70 years after independence, in that you will probably find alcohol being served um, uh, across the border in India on uh, Hindu uh, functions. Um, But the point was that uh, as far as Islam is concerned, men and women, they are exactly the same. He created you from a single being and created its mate of the same kind. So we both have the same nature. There is no difference in that. And the other verse I recited, it puts the duty on both men and women and believers men and women are helpers of each other, are friends of each other. They depend on each other. In doing what? Both men and women, they enjoin good. They forbid evil both of them keep up prayer pay the poor rate obey Allah and you can see all these duties are equally equally placed upon both uh, genders and the last one again you see both men and women are mentioned on the day when the hypocrite men And the hypocritical women will say to those who believe. So neither in doing good and getting reward is there any distinction between men and women, nor is there any distinction in the punishment that they will face if they do the wrong thing. There are many stories uh, in the West um, following on Um, from the article in, uh, for example, The Independent, there were lots of comments. And you know, the amazing thing is, as I said to you earlier, extremists, terrorists, they've surrounded our centre in Pakistan and uh, special units of the police have been placed there by the government to to protect them. And yet none of these has written to The Independent to answer many of the derogatory comments about Islam and position of women in in Islam. The only people who have been writing to the Independent have been Lahori MDs. And if you go to the Independent and you look for this this article and and you look down, the only people you will see defending Islam, defending the Holy Quran, Allah. But anyway, <clears throat> that was a side issue that came up. And one of the objections that was raised in this was, well, Islam allows, the Quran allows men to beat women. It is sanctioned. Now, I just read out a, a verse to you. And, the, and, the, and what they do is they say the word daraba is used there and that means to beat well the word daraba is used is used here for duribah bainahum when I read the translation did you read did you hear anywhere did you see me read the word and beat them that these hypocrite men and women when they ask you for light in the hereafter beat them. For Duribha has been translated here uh, uh, turn back, return it's exactly the same word. If I were to you if I were to say to you that uh, I struck oil in my back garden do you think I sit there with a shoe or with a hockey stick or with an iron rod beating a can of petrol or beating this bubbling, gushing liquid gold as it used to be called with with this hockey stick or if I say miners are striking does it mean miners are going around the country hitting people every word has to be Translated, understood in its context. Yes, it is true that many people have translated that as as strike, but that is a translation, that is not what the Arabic says. The word daraba is used, as I said, in many different ways, and most of them do not mean to hit. But as I said, if we take the example of the English language, when you use the word strike, I'm on strike. What does that mean? I'm going around beating people. I've struck oil. What does that mean? I sit there with a can of uh, petrol or oil, paraffin oil maybe, or diesel, and I repeatedly hit it. Hit it. No, but those who are going to bring Islam into disrepute will translate it as such, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, a lot. such people are Muslims themselves. They do not understand the teachings of the Holy Quran and therefore if they don't understand the teachings how can they be expected to teach it to others. Someone said to me we were talking about uh, uh, women's rights and and, and so on and someone um, uh, was talking about uh, uh, women or men getting a greater share of inheritance compared to, uh, to women. And I said, well, when a person gets married, the husband is required to settle a part of his estate on, 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 on the woman. And he said, well, if I love someone, I should marry them. Why should I have to pay them to marry them? Well, let me ask you this. You are married and you want to get divorced, and you go to court, and what is it that takes up most of the time? The settlement hearings. You sit there, you know, being a lawyer in a small way, I've seen this, and the husband and the wife are fighting for every penny. Now that DVD is mine. No, that chair is mine. So, let me ask you, why should you have to pay the other party to get a divorce? Why should you have to pay the other party to get a divorce? All Islam does is to say that a wife should be financially independent and not have to depend on her husband. Whether she has anything or not, He should make sure by settling a part of his property on her. Islam does it at marriage. British law does it on divorce. If your objection is, why do I have to pay someone to marry me? Well, the answer is, why do you have to pay them if you want to divorce them? What is the difference? Explain this to me. But unfortunately, rather than looking at things in the context of the country they're living in and the society these days, people go back 1,500 years or 1,400 years and a 1,000 years and try and explain uh, 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 these things. He also said to me, Uh, Islam allows a husband to force himself upon his his wife, which is not true. It was Muslim jurists who first came up with the concept of marital rape. And uh, (laughs) um, uh, I gave uh, uh, I think two or three a series of khutbahs on this in which I um, proved this or in which I showed this. But you see the question is this, in, in the Victorian age, the woman was told, on being married, the girl was told whether you want to have conjugal relations or not, lie back and think of England. And someone said, oh well, that just reflects the Victorian age and the fact that uh, women didn't get proper sex education in those days and uh, that was why. But if you're going to interpret Islam in the most derogatory fashion, my answer to this is that no. The mother is telling the daughter that if your husband wants to rape you, he has the right to do so. You cannot resist. Rather than fighting, just lie back and think of England because this is a way of propagating the English race. Why can't we have that interpretation of this advice from a mother to her daughter? Let your husband rape you. That's his right. And this is not very long ago. This is only a few years ago. But my problem with this International Women's Day was this. We had so many pro- we, we we had so many programs and so many articles about you know uh, women getting the vote and women getting this and women getting uh, that but there wasn't one single thing anywhere on how immigrant women fought for their rights and the rights of their children not a single when we first came to UK my mother had a masters in economics a masters in education a postgraduate uh, 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 diploma in teaching. And she was invited to an interview and she walked in and there was dead silence. And she sat there waiting for someone to ask a question and this gentleman said, Well, Mrs. Aziz, we can't proceed with this interview because you were called to this interview by mistake. And she said, sorry, what do you mean? I don't understand. And he said, we thought you were a white woman. Listen to his words. This is the chairman of the interview panel. We thought you were a white woman married to a Muslim. And that is why your name was Mrs. Aziz we didn't realize that you were actually a pakistani we, we didn't realize that we are actually you're actually a muslim this is how people were treated this is how women were treated immigrant women were tra- treated in this country the first job that was offered to this lady ma med post masters education from United States as a Fulbright Scholar. You know what the first job she was offered was? A cleaning lady in a school. And these people tell me, these people commenting on the article in the Independent tell me what rights women have and women have acquired in the united kingdom and they tell me that women in islam have no rights where were the rights of this lady a highly uh, uh, qualified lady when eventually she did get a job as a teacher the whole of the rest of the staff the whole of the rest of the staff didn't have the same number of degrees as she had. She had a BA, she had a bachelor's in education, she had a master's in economics, she had a master's in education. She had a postmaster's diploma in teaching of English from United States as a Fulbright scholar. And she had a certificate, postgraduate certificate from uh, a British university. The whole of the rest of the staff didn't have that number of qualifications. What rights did you give her? It was her struggle and the struggle of women like her that today Asian women whether Muslim, Hindu or Sikh can uh, find themselves in high positions, not just in education, but in all fields of life. And what about the fact that you're celebrating the International Women's Day, and you're totally ignoring the contribution that these women's made to your society and your country? That means that prejudice is alive and well and living in this country as well. When you concentrate solely on what, well, for the want of a better word, for what white women achieved. Nothing about a black woman, nothing about an Asian woman, nothing about a Hindu or a Sikh or a Muslim woman. This is all for today.